This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. everybody and welcome back to the real real podcast today's episode is a solo episode and i am so excited because i haven't done a solo episode in quite some time and i know that these are some of your favorites i feel like i always get the most dms the most story reshares the most reviews on solo episodes so i'm thinking of implementing them around once a month so let me know on instagram if that's what you would like let me know in the reviews DM me, whatever it is, just tell me if you like the solo episodes or not. I am actually recording this in Chapel Hill today. I'm staying with my sister, but some exciting news. I actually was able to speak at an entrepreneurship class here at UNC, which is absolutely insane because I am only a few years out of college. If you didn't know, I also spent a lot of time here at UNC. I had a lot of friends that went here. I was dating someone that had gone to UNC and NC State is only 30 minutes away from UNC. So I spent so much time here. So it was just weird coming here and like actually being a speaker. And I mean, I'm literally three years out of college. So I felt like I was their age. I gave a presentation about Rella, the power of social media. And then I gave them an assignment to become the first ever first ever beta testers of Rella. So when Rella makes it big, when Rella is like a huge company, Fortune 500 company, these people will get to say, I tried it first. I tried their very first version of the application. So you know what? I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) I'm super excited. They're going to be the first testers. They're really going to help us make sure that there's no bugs on the app, make sure it's intuitive, just kind of give us feedback on the app, one of the earliest feedbacks. So I think it's going to be incredible. um, And it's just going to help make sure that Rella is the best possible app out there for all content creators and influencers. And I'm super excited. It's something that I've actually already been using on my phone. I have it in like the test flight. I have the beta version um, and I'm in love with it. So I can't wait for you guys to use it. But I was honestly so nervous speaking at this class. I felt like I was back in school giving a presentation, which I kind of was, but this was a little different. I don't know about you, but when I had to give presentations for school, I felt like I was going to throw up. Like I would feel so nervous, which you might think is weird because obviously I put myself on the internet. I'm on YouTube. You would think that I'm so comfortable speaking in front of people, but YouTube and podcasting are super, super different. Like podcasting, I'm on a microphone in my room. There's no one here. I'm talking to you, but but there's no one in my room with me. You know, I could stumble. I could mess up. YouTube, it's also edited. I am in control of what people see. I can review the final product before putting it out on the internet. So I just feel more in control and like on a webcam, I guess like public speaking, like doing a live webinar or something like that. I feel a little more nervous, but less nervous because I can't actually see everyone watching me and it's virtual. So being in person is a lot different and it makes me super nervous, but 
I just remember in school, I would get so, so nervous before any presentation. And luckily being in engineering, I didn't have too many presentations, but I just remember feeling like I was going to throw up. Like I was like, well, I'm, I'm about to puke on this, like in front of the classroom. Like I would get really, really bad anxiety for public speaking, which I don't know. I just don't think that you would see that out of me if you met me. Like, I don't think you would think that I'm as nervous as I am for public speaking, but Anyways, it was really fun doing um, the class and speaking in front of the class. And I tried to make it engaging. You know, I was like, what would I like to see when I was a student? Like, would this be something that was interesting? So I thought it was fun. And we gave them a fun little assignment. They have to post like TikTok videos and Instagrams. So, you know, what? if that was my class project, I think I would love it. But anyways, it is fully, fully, fully crunch time mode for Rella. We are ramping up our efforts. We are pushing marketing super, super hard. I mean, we are literally posting one TikTok and one reel a day, a day, every single day. emphasis on the day every single day until we launch. So yeah, pray for me. Prayers are appreciated and we are planning the next features to roll out too. So we're already starting to do like market research. We're speaking to more influencers and content creators and brands. So if you're ever an influencer, content creator, if you're a brand and you want to give us some feedback or just like take a quick 15 minute phone call with us, I mean, our DMs are open. (laughs) You can let us know because we are planning the next set of features to roll out too, which is kind of crazy considering we haven't even launched, you know, our, our first product yet to the public. But with app development, with anything like this, it's kind of you have to think ahead. You have to think quick. You have to implement quickly. So we just want to get a head start on that because it's not just development that takes a while. It's also like getting the designs right, figuring out, you know, what features you want to include, what makes sense, making sure it's easy to build on. So there's a lot that goes into it that I just never knew of before I started Rella. I thought like making an app was as easy as making like a Squarespace site. I was like, oh yeah, it's super easy. No, no, no. It is, it is hard. It is complicated. And it is definitely one of the hardest things that I have had to do. And speaking of this podcast is sponsored by Rella. (laughs) Just kidding. I eventually would love to do some podcast sponsors. So if you hear my voice on other podcasts, you know, that could be a possibility, but anyways, a little bit of promotion. We are launching a webinar on October 14th. Um, it's all about how to monetize on social media. So if that is something you are interested in, be sure to get our free ticket on our site. I think it will be super interesting. And we have two guest speakers, Cameron Monet and Hannah Ashton, and they're going to be incredible. They're they're experts in their areas. So I know that you guys will like it. Um, and it's not just going to be me speaking. So definitely get your free ticket on relasocial.com. And before we get into the episode, I wanted to do our little high and low segment. I really love doing these. I think that they are such a good way to reflect on the week. And I encourage you all, if you are a journaler, if you have a podcast, if you have a YouTube channel to once a week, include something like this, like in your journal, podcast, whatever it might be, uh, high and low of the week, because I think it's a good way to recap and reflect. But I never think of these before. I should, I need to like know what I'm going to say before, because I'm always on the mic and I'm like, wait, what is my high and low? Let's see. I would say my high is definitely speaking at... UNC. Being here in Chapel Hill, I got to see my sister and my brother because my brother goes to NC State. So I would say having the opportunity to speak at a school like UNC, um, meeting the students there, having them be the first beta testers, having them being very like responsive about it. I would say that they are definitely like that was definitely the highlight of my week. Um, I would say the low of my week has 
been, I know this is kind of vague, but it's just been like the stress of it all. I've been feeling very stressed. I've been feeling, and I've, this is the first time I've noticed stress in the physical form in the sense that I can tell my breakouts on my face, which my face has been breaking out so much. I can tell that it is from stress. I can tell that even in my body, like I feel very tired. I feel lethargic. I don't want to work out. I'm, I'm a little more like unmotivated. I know it's from stress. Like that's the only variable that has changed in my life. And I know that it's because, because I'm feeling that way. Like I'm feeling very stressed kind of like constantly. And like, it's an all day state of stress. Even if the stress is like numbed a little bit, it's just an all day constant state of stress. So I would say that that has been the low of my week is feeling that way. And this week it's just like hit me a little bit more. So that's what I would say is my low. I hope that that's not my low every week. I need to hopefully next week I can come with good news. Like I've kind of like figured out a way to cope with it. And I feel like, I mean, I'm I'm coping with it. So that's like the hard thing. It's not like I'm like having panic attacks or, you know, incapable of doing anything because of my stress, but it's just a constant state of like numb stress. I have no idea if that makes sense, but it's like, I'm just like learning to live with it. And like, that's not good either. Cause then I'm going to like deteriorate. So I need to figure out how to cope with it and how to handle it. But I will say that being on the mic, being on the podcast is a good like coping. It's like a, not a coping mechanism because I'm not like coping from something, but it's a good like therapy, especially today's episode because it's been something on my mind and it's been something I've been really wanting to talk about with you on the mic and just doing a solo episode feels so, so, so good. So I think that this will be like a like a little 30 minute therapy session for me. <laughs> So I hope you guys enjoy it. Hopefully it's a 30 minute therapy session for you, but I'm the one on the mic. So it's going to feel really, really nice for me to just be able to speak to you about this. And yeah, I'm very, very excited. But if you guys are enjoying today's episode and whenever you feel like, oh my God, yeah, like I love this episode, take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram story, tag me in it. I've been getting these sweetest messages on Instagram. So I really, 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 really appreciate that. I always am like shocked that, you know, my podcast impacts people like I just can't believe it like to me it's like I sit here on the mic like I said I'm just recording with you I'm not actually seeing any of you and yet I get these messages that I'm like wow this is why I do what I do and it's just the best feeling ever so I did want to thank you for that and I also wanted to thank you for the reviews as well I haven't done one of these in a while but we're almost at 900 reviews so I feel like I have to I'm going to do a review of the week this one is from Gabby and it's a little bit of a long one but it's one of the nicest ones and she says I have been following Natalie for a little while now and I overall can say she's very informative her podcast is super fun to listen to because I feel like I'm talking to my best friend it's a very natural conversation and she's one of the few influencers that give back she shares super informative content related to the industry and what i enjoy most out of the real real is that you bring on other influencers to touch on topics that many people are hush hush about for anyone who wants to know the influencer industry or startups from a personal perspective this podcast or any of her platforms are the way to go she makes it realistic and gives influencers a place to come to for help thank you natalie for being that community i didn't know i needed it's not easy but kudos to her for charging on i <laughs> i'm actually tearing up because i think it's just like the week of stress has been really a lot on me and a message like that. And I got another sweet message the other day just really makes me feel like I'm actually doing something that's important. And I just want to thank you. And I mean, you guys will see it kind of ties into this episode, but oh, I'm not meant to cry today. I literally never cry either. Like I've, I don't think I've ever, maybe once I've cried on camera. Like I do not cry that often. So that's how, you know, like I'm getting emotional because I just, it just means a lot to me. And especially during times when 
you know, I'm feeling imposter syndrome at an all time high and I'm, you know, not feeling my most confident self, like stuff like that really does mean a lot to me and it just really touches me. So thank you so much, Gabby, for leaving that kind message. Um, but if you guys would like to leave a review, definitely do that. Um, and I really appreciate it, but I hope that this episode kind of speaks to some of you. I've just like had it on my heart that like, I need to talk about this. And so today's episode, I just wanted to talk about something I've been honestly feeling a lot of and talking about a lot. And this episode, you called it, is on imposter syndrome and confidence. So two sides of the same coin, but let's just get into it. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream, it is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today, as it should, with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. 
Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I am 25 years old, so I'm at this weird age where I feel super old because my entire life I've had some sort of structure going to school, relying on my parents, knowing my next steps for the most part. But at 25, you're in such a weird part of life. Like you aren't in college anymore or you're not even considered like a recent grad. Like I don't know how long I was like, oh yeah, like I recently graduated. It's been three years. I don't think I can say that anymore. (laughs) But you're like smack in the middle of your mid 20s. But you also aren't old. And like I know I'm not old. You know, I know I'm not like, oh my God, like I'm like 70 years old. Like obviously I know, but like feel old. I mean, this is the oldest I've ever been, obviously, but it's also like such a new stage. So I think it that multiplied with like it being new and you not having that structure anymore, you just feel very old compared to other years. So it's this really weird in between. And although I'm enjoying my 20s, I also am terrified because I feel like I have no insight into what my future will look like. You have the road like completely open in front of you and you can go so many different directions and you just don't know which way to go. And that's kind of like what I would describe your twenties as. And I've always been someone who is very, very driven. So I love having goals and ambitions to work for, but throughout my entire life, I also felt like I was never good enough to fully achieve those goals. Um, and I always felt like this feeling like that's, that's a cute goal. That's, that's nice. That's good. Like, for example, I have a goal to write a book one day. Like I would love to write a book one day. I would love to be on Forbes 30 under 30. Um, I would love to take Rella to be like a super successful app and like have a big exit. Those are all goals of mine. Every single one of those, I'm like, aw, that's cute. But like, why? Like, I just, I don't know why I tell myself that. Um, and I remember back in college, I had less than a hundred thousand subscribers and I was talking to a friend who also did YouTube. We were both saying how once we hit a hundred thousand, we would be more satisfied or we would be satisfied. Actually, I should say we would know that we made it. And that, uh, that was like our ultimate goal. We were like, once we hit a hundred K, we won't ask for more. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes when people are like, God, like, if you just give me this, I'll like quit drinking or I'll quit doing this. Like, it's kind of like, that in a way where it's like if you just if I just have 100k like I won't ask for any more wouldn't we just know that that's not the case I mean during that same time I remember meeting a few of my favorite youtubers and thinking that I would never be like them and like man I wish I could be at their level and I didn't really believe that I could be at their level and it but I mean it didn't stop me from trying I just didn't think that I had it in me like there was something inside of me that just didn't have that it factor like I just didn't have like a gene inside of me that uh, everyone else that's successful has like it, it can happen to anyone else but like it just couldn't happen to me and flash forward I am now friends with some of my favorite youtubers that I actually met that week and I am almost at 300,000 subscribers and I still feel very inadequate at times I still see myself growing slowly my views decreasing people doing better than I am and I just compare myself to them even though I hit that 100k benchmark, even though I, th- I told myself I'd be satisfied at that 100k benchmark, the feeling still lingers. Like it's kind of like a constant never going away feeling. And that, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, is what we call imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's what imposter syndrome is. I have it with social media. I have it speaking in front of this classroom that I spoke to this week. Um, the 
on the podcast mic and especially being the co-founder and CEO of Rella. And all of this sounds probably like I'm very insecure and I don't consider myself an insecure person, but I, I see that it sounds like what I'm saying on the microphone right now sounds like I'm insecure and sounds like I'm not confident at all. And I told you this was going to be therapy, but <laughs> it's weird because these feelings come and go. I'm not comparing myself all day long. I mean, I don't feel inadequate all the time, but I sometimes do feel like that imposter. Like one day everyone is going to find out that I'm actually not capable of doing what I'm doing, even though I'm literally in the middle of doing it. Does that make sense? Is, is this resonating with anybody? Because this is like the best way to put my, my thoughts into words. So it got me thinking. Why do we have imposter syndrome? Well, if you have listened to previous episodes, you know my theory, women have imposter syndrome more than men. This isn't meant to victimize women because I never think that we should ever view ourselves as a victim, but that's another topic. But with that said, I do think it's easier for women to see ourselves as imposters because there aren't as many women in high positions. So it doesn't seem as quote unquote normal. And anytime you do something that isn't viewed as quote unquote normal, you are going to feel the sense of imposter syndrome. I could be wrong, but that's my theory on it. That's my take. And everyone deals with it. I'm not saying that men don't deal with imposter syndrome, but I do happen to notice it more in women than in men when I talk to my girlfriends versus when I talk to my guy friends. So how do we move past this and deal with it? And that is where confidence comes in. I am not someone who says mantras in the morning or writes quotes on my mirrors, but if that works for you, then definitely do it. I think whatever works is not something that you should knock. But I do think that confidence is something internal and you cannot get it from external validation, which is where I think so many people get it from or try to get it from, I should say, not get it from, but people look for it in external validation. You can have 100 positive comments and feedback and reassurance from people, but if you do not feel like you are capable of doing something, will it really matter at the end of the day? One way I get confidence is similar to what I said earlier. So one way I would always suggest is to not victimize yourself. No matter your circumstances, you may have a worse circumstance, you may have a disadvantage, but one way to have confidence is to not allow those to deter you. And let me explain because I feel like that can kind of sound like, I don't know, people may not get what I'm saying. So one thing that I am very grateful for um, is that my parents pushed me to go into engineering. So I'm actually very grateful for my parents pushing me to go into the STEM world. Both of my parents were engineers and both of my parents worked when I was younger. My mom actually, fun fact, had my sister in college during midterms, might I add, in February um, and still graduated with her engineering degree. But anyways, I never saw her as a woman being deterred from doing anything like she had a child. She was pregnant. She had a job. She had kids like I never viewed her as, oh, because she was a woman, she can't do something. She was an immigrant. She came from Honduras to the United States at 18. My dad was an immigrant that came from a communist country when he was 17. Like it's I always saw such resilience in them and I never, ever, ever saw them like complain that, you know, they couldn't do something because of their circumstances. And so never once growing up did I hear them say that it would be more difficult for me because I was a girl. So 
in fact, they actually saw it as an advantage because this field needed more women like me. It was like, oh my God, like you're going to be a superstar because like they need people like you. That is until I actually got to school and people made it a big deal that I was a woman in engineering. That's when I started wondering, wait, am I meant to be doing this? When I started posting on YouTube about engineering and people were commenting that like, oh my God, like what? You're a girl in engineering? Like that's when I started thinking, am I supposed to be here? And I think that's when you become aware that what you are doing is not the status quo or like not what is quote unquote expected. You begin to feel this like intense feeling of like being an imposter or being incapable. In high school, I I had a friend group and we actually had a few girls. So it was me and my best friend who we were both going into engineering fields and we had two guys, two or three Actually, I think it was like three or four, three or four guys in our group of friends that were also going into engineering in school. And one one of the guys was like, you know, like you're probably like to the girls was like, you know, you're probably like not going to graduate with an engineering degree. And we were like, what? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, come again. And he was like, yeah, because like statistically, like if people going into engineering like arm, like, I don't know, like let's say like 80% aren't going to make it, which is true. There is a statistic that like, if you like go into a few, like how many people start their freshman year with one intended major and then how many people graduate, like that's true. But he like very single-handedly targeted us females. He very single-handedly targeted us as women. And we were like, wait, what? Like, uh, does not mean that we're not going to make it like, cause we are whatever started getting super defensive and flash forward to graduating college. None of the guys graduated in engineering and me and my best friend did. So I just thought that was so funny. Like the fact that that stuck with me, the fact that that actually happened and like was said, I was like, this needs to be like written about in a book or like (laughs) in a movie, like that quote, like you're never going to make it. And then the ones that do are like the ones that you were told never going to make it. I don't know. I just thought that was really funny. Me and her talk about that sometimes. We're like, remember when they said that we weren't going to make it and then they actually didn't make it? Like, that's funny. So that's kind of a little story side note tangent that I happen to go on a lot of times on my solo episodes. But I mean, nevertheless, it has to do with the point is that I do feel like until people tell you you can't make it, that's when you start feeling that way. Like we aren't born with this sense of we can't do something like that's not instilled in us. That's taught. That's like what we have like grown up in. And that's that's to do with our environment because if no one tells you you can't do something you are not going to inherently think that you cannot do something so I think that that is why for for me it's like I'm so thankful that my parents never told me that they never even brought it to my attention like being a female in engineering was like bizarre or weird or anything like that like that was never even on the forefront of my mind until I started telling my classmates my friends and actually like going to school in it like never once did I think this is this is weird or, or anything like that. So one thing I will say is learn to use any disadvantage that you have as advantages and don't view them as like blockers. No one is saying that it's going to be easy and that people won't treat you differently, but don't let that lessen your confidence and your ability because people will, people might treat you differently. There are individuals who are not nice, that have bias, that have, you know, that are (laughs) really crappy people that shouldn't deter you. So I guess like kind of this lesson is like, just because you have confidence, just because you have, like you are doing something doesn't mean that it's going to be easy and it's okay. It doesn't have to be easy. Another way that I get confidence is a spiritual way. I view my worth not as others see me, but as God views me. 
there is actually a verse that gets tossed around a lot. You definitely heard it. And it's a very typical like Instagram bio, or it might be like tattooed on someone's shoulder, you know, like one of those, but we really are fearfully and wonderfully made. And it is a verse that I feel like gets tossed around so much that you never really understand the significance of it. But when you let it sink in, you realize the magnitude of that verse. And I know that not everyone is religious or believes what I believe. And I never, ever want to impose my beliefs on anyone. And I never want you to feel like you can't take away something because like you don't believe in what I believe. So what I guess this point is trying to say is that we have a purpose and we are made with intention. We have an intention that we were made for. And I used to be someone who would allow negative comments to absolutely eat me alive. Like, I would cry over a DM. I would let it ruin my week, not my day, but my week. And I started going to therapy over it because it came to a point where I was losing sleep and having so much anxiety of what people on the internet were saying about it. And side note for anyone out there, what you type does matter. It really does. It's not just your words. It's what you type as well. But I digress. What I realized was that I cannot let external comments in real life or online concern me that much. I cannot allow negative comments to dictate how I feel about myself, just like I won't allow positive comments to allow me to feel good about myself. I know who I am because I know that I was made with a purpose. Like I am such a believer in that. And people who do not know me do not get to tell me who I am and who I am not or what I am and what I am not capable of. There are always going to be people out there who think that what you are doing is wrong, what you are doing is weird, or that you won't be good at it because they don't truly know you. And honestly, they are projecting what they feel about themselves. A lot of times I've noticed people don't want other people to succeed because if they do, it shows them that it's possible and then they don't want to use that as a benchmark. And if we are being honest, let's all be honest here. This is therapy again. Um, We have all done this. Like we've literally all done this. We have all felt this way at one point. I have felt jealousy and envy towards others because I just didn't want them to show me what I'm not doing. Like if someone's like doing something super great, sometimes deep down, I'm like, do, am I actually wanting to wish them well? Because like, I, I don't think I could do that. So like, do I want them to to, to show me that that's possible? And that is so toxic. That is such a bad way to think. That's not something that we should ever be thinking. And it's, it's not like a fruitful way to think either, but I think it's something that we've all done and I'm the first to <laughs> to admit it. And I think it's something that as we need to be aware of, but we also need to be aware that other people pr- are projecting that onto us as well. And this might be a hot take. <laughs> I know some people are probably like, wait, what? I don't, I don't have those feelings towards anyone ever. Um, and it might not apply to everyone, but I know it's definitely applied to myself before. And so I just wanted to be honest here. Confidence is something that I'm also working on every single day. It's not something that's like an on or off switch. It's more of an up and down graph where sometimes I'll feel more confident than others, but I never let it stop me. That's the thing. Even if it goes up and down, it's something that I always am trying to work through, not give up on when it crashes. Like it's not like I'm working when it's on and I'm like crumbling when it's off because that's not productive either. I mean, with Rella, for example, I have had a super, super hard time calling myself CEO even saying the word CEO, like I want to put air quotes around it. Like I want to say like, oh, it's just not, it's not serious. Like, no, 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 it is serious. When I'm taking calls with a 50 year old venture capitalist, I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I, I, I'm doing the call. I feel like I'm answering the questions. Great. I'm getting great feedback, but I'm also like, what am I doing on this call internally? I'm not letting it show, 
but deep down that's what I'm thinking and starting a company and founding a startup is one of the absolute craziest things that I have literally ever done and when I tell you that there is zero preparation for it there is zero preparation for it you just have to do it and if you think about all the reasons that it won't work and all the reasons that you shouldn't do it you will stop yourself before you even begin And I know that a lot of people have big dreams and goals and ambitions because I hear them all the time. But the main thing holding back people, I think, is a fear of starting. It's a fear of failing. It's a fear of rejection. I have an entire episode on this if you want to hear it, but you literally just have to do it. Just jump into it and start. So I hope that this episode was a sense of validation for you. I hope that you related to what I'm feeling. And I hope that you know that you are not alone in feeling like an imposter. I really do hope that you enjoyed this episode. I think that it's something that was just on my heart. It was on my mind. I don't know if it was relatable to everyone, but I feel like everyone that I've talked to has dealt with this at one point or another. And I am just so happy that I'm finally releasing some solo episodes because like I said, these things are therapy sessions for me. I am not kidding. Like I feel so much better right now. After talking to you, I feel so much better. So I just want to thank you for listening to today's episodes. My solo episodes are usually a little shorter, but I think I like that. Like sometimes people just want a good like 30 minute episode. So I hope that you enjoyed this. Let me know if you want to hear more solo episodes, screenshot it and post it on your story. If you did enjoy it and if you got anything out of it, um, recommend it to a friend that you think needs to hear this. So thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovon Roomf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.